Hey guys, it's another week. Welcome, welcome. Last week I gave a brief idea of how to choose a word of the year and how to write identity-based goals, really important stuff like that, and um, hope that went well for you. Um, and then I got this email from a friend uh, with this article about goblin mode, and it just made me laugh so hard. I wanted to share it with you. Um, let's see, I'll pull it up. Okay, so it's called the Goblin Revolt, and it's just so funny. It's There's been backlash against efficiency. You know, everything is all about efficiency. I'm about efficiency. I talk about it all the time. Um, but apparently, Goblin Mode was voted 2022's Word of the Year, and it is this type of behavior which is unapologetically self-indulgent, lazy, slovenly, or greedy, typically in a way that rejects social norms or expectations. So... Examples of going goblin would be spending the day in your sweatpants, wiping your nose on your shirt, eating shredded cheese over the sink. Um, and so anyway, if you're just tired of feeling pressure to care about everything, educate yourself on every issue, um, just this long withstanding taskmaster idea and you're ready to revolt, then let's just make a club for that and I'll order shirts because I'm I'm feeling like we're into week, what are we, week two? Week two is done of January. And so we can just uh, scrap the goals and go with this. All right, so who's in? No, it's funny though. I, I just thought a lot about last week's episode and wanted to just come back on and kind of say that goblin mode is a good idea, but also this idea that we're designed for newness. And I stand by that, but wanted to add to that, that the newness is in Jesus. And he is absolutely the way to knowing ourselves to move to, you know, move toward healing um, to be in whole. So whatever it is, whatever your heart desires, whatever you long for and crave, Jesus is the answer. He sees you fully. He knows you. And so today's guest is going to talk all about that. And I think that you're going to be so just fired up after you listen to it because I am just absolutely beside myself with excitement about it. Um, her name is Caroline Williams. I found Caroline um, in a YouTube search when I was looking for Christian yoga. And let me just tell you, she is contagious, like the smell of chocolate chip cookies. Like this morning, my son got up and he was like, mm, that smell got me out of bed. Well, let me just tell you the thought of time with Caroline and God, of course, gets me out of the bed for real. Like maybe we could just call her cookie, but that would, that'd be weird. And then she'd probably want to be deleted from the show. So maybe not, but for real, this practice of like Christian yoga has changed me from the inside out. Serious change y'all. It's, it's just amazing. And she is anointed. She's called, she's in alignment. And I know it because anytime you open a video, you can just feel it. And so in the Facebook group, we did a 30 day yoga challenge led by Caroline through the month of December. So if you want to go back and start that now, that'd be a great, um, shift out of goblin mode into like real living. <laughs> um, but you can still eat cookie dough and cheese over the sink because who doesn't do that? You're missing out. Um, but anyway, I'll put links in the show notes or you can go to the Facebook group and find them. 
And also she has an online yoga abbey, which just doesn't that sound dreamy and romantic and beautiful. And she's offering us a special code, $5 off. So I'll put that code and the link in the show notes. So, okay. I know you're excited now because I've told you all about Caroline. She's going to answer some big questions about yoga for Christians. And it's so intriguing. Um, all right. So one more thing, listen up. Welcome to the show. Yeah. Welcome. Hi, hi, hi. My name's Riley. I'm geeking out because you're here. I love that you're listening. The Stop pretending podcast is an invitation to be you and figure out how to do that. Be you. It like totally should be simple, but instead we're bombarded with comparison all day long, expectations, regrets. And unfortunately it takes a little, a lot of effort, but Together, we can remind each other that God is for us. And that's good news, that God is for us. He knows us, He loves us, and we're invited into a life of creativity and living just an awesome life. And so, hey, you want to come? Let's go. Okay, before we get started, please, please, please give the show a five-star review. Share what you love about it. And as always, you're welcome in the Facebook group, the Facebook group, where we can chat more about all the things because hearing from you is my favorite thing. All right, let's go. Hey, Caroline. Hi, Riley. Welcome, welcome. I'm really excited you're here. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here and honored that you would reach out and ask and um, have this conversation. I think it's a really sweet and important one, so I'm grateful that you'd make this space for it. Well, it feels truly... um, just divine to me. It feels like such, um, just beautiful timing on the Lord's, you know, for the Lord to give it to me. And, um, I just feel like I want to be close to you. I feel like I've fallen in (laughs) love with you on the mat through the screen, but it just makes me feel like I know you. And so, um, that's kind of what I messaged you was like, I feel like I know you, but you don't know me, (laughs) but, um, just instantly really fell in love with you because, the other day, um, I came, I arrived at worship on my couch. We've stayed home some with the baby and things like that on Sunday mornings. And I really felt God say, like, I need you to come to me with no words today. Mm. What? I don't know what that means. I don't know how to do that. And yeah. He's, yeah, like I, you know, you can worship me just by being present, just by mm. showing up and it's been this weeks now of, of uncovering what that means and what that looks like. And mm. just in response to kind of hardships or things that I'm going through, I really just feel God say radical love is the answer radical love. And I'm like, I don't know what that mm. is. And so mm. then he invites me to just come with no words. And I'm like, God, you're confusing me. I don't know. I don't know what these <laughs> things are. And that's when I found you um, wow. on YouTube. And so wow. I'm going to let you tell us who you are, and then we're going to just let you really, I, I think, blow our minds with all the beautiful things that you offer. Mm, wow. That is such a powerful invitation from the Lord. Um, because I think so the way that we think about building relationship, especially with a quote unquote invisible God is like, well, I gotta, I gotta do something. I gotta have a plan. I gotta manage this. This is the agenda. This is what I'm going to read. This is what I'm going to write about. And this is going to be the outcome of it. Like, here's my prayer list. Here's what I need. And then for God to say, like, I, 
I know the desires of your heart. Like I place them there. I don't look at the outside. I look at your heart and say like, just be with me. Like we don't, you don't have to say anything. Like let's just be together. What a sweet, sweet invitation. And also terrified. (laughs) (laughs) Terrified. You're like, well, how do I manage this? Are you sure? Doing it right. Don't you want me to tell you? Aren't you? Don't you want me to say what I need? Exactly. (laughs) Oh, exactly. Yeah. So I'm Caroline Williams. I, um, you said you found me on YouTube. I have the YouTube channel called Caroline Williams yoga. And, um, I started that about seven years ago this fall. And it's, um, a channel with, with yoga videos that have Jesus at the center. And, um, and so the yoga practices themselves, the shapes we take and the way we flow are pretty similar to what you might find in any other yoga class. But the difference is we say out loud right at the beginning, like, Lord, we're coming here to worship and to draw near to you and, and to be with you. And really for me over the years, your yoga has become my favorite way to pray. And, and one of those reasons is because it's sort of prayer without words. Um, talk about it as, as embodied prayer. And um, I think so much of the way that we express our faith, at least here in the U.S., is um, is we do things, right? I go to church, I serve in church, I read my Bible, I give my money, I evangelize, whatever it is. It's very action oriented. And that's not all bad. But if that's the only way that we know how to relate to God, it's insufficient. How do we be with God in the quiet when we're alone in our grief, when we can't go out and do all the things we used to do because we just had a baby or we have a chronic illness or we're caring for somebody or we lose our church community. And, and if all we've known is relating with God through that um, experience and what we don't know what it is to be with God in our bodies, where God says, I'm going to dwell with you now, right? Like after Jesus right. dies and is resurrected, he gives us the Holy Spirit. And Paul says, like, don't you know, like you now are temples of my spirit. Like you don't have to go somewhere to worship me or be with me. Like I now make my home within you. And, um, and I think for many of us, that's a foreign concept (laughs) or we think about it in terms of like, okay, I'm not going to do these five things with my body because that would be dishonoring, but that's as far as we go. And we think about what it means to use our body or to be with God within our bodies, um, to find a sense of home and belonging and communion and relationship with God here. And so um, yoga has been an incredible gift to help me find that and cultivate that um, within my own life. And, and now it's grown over the years into a really beautiful community called the Yoga Abbey, where we do yoga like this and meditation, and we train other teachers to, to hold space like this. And yeah, the Yoga Abbey seems pretty spectacular, and it's an actual location, right? It's not uh, just on the internet. Oh, it's just, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. We're an online yoga sanctuary. So it's, um, if like YouTube is like the appetizer, the yoga Abbey is like the main course and more. So we've got lots of longer videos, different styles, a whole bunch of different instructors, um, sort of takes it a few levels deeper. Yeah. Oh, it sounds incredible. I hope I get to be a part of that soon. Yeah. Well, tell me, I mean, just let's take it to a really simple spot. Like what, what is yoga? And then also what is yoga not, you know, because I think, 
I know that sometimes when I'm facing things that are new or different or not in the church, maybe mm-hmm. it can mm-hmm. feel a little bit scary. And my first reaction might be to say, Oh, I can't do that. I didn't learn that in church or yeah. that that's of the world or something like that. And so I, you know, in the past, I don't know, probably two or three years have felt like I've learned a lot more about opening myself to what other people and seeing God in places outside the church and yeah. seeing God in all things and in all people. Yeah. And, um, and yoga is one of those things. I think that some people hear that word and go, Oh, that's unknown to me. I don't understand it. And so I'm scared yeah. of it. And so I just yeah. want to hear like your perspective on that. Yeah. Such a good question. So yoga itself is a Sanskrit word, Sanskrit an ancient language that um, comes from like the Indian subcontinent. It's not like a a language spoken today, but it's the language of yoga. So it means to yoke or to unite or to join together. And it's speaking to this idea of things that have been separated, right? Like mind and body or the divine and the human yoking those things together really generally. And um, yoga itself, I would say is a, is a much bigger, spiritual discipline and philosophy, like a a way of living. And one way that it's expressed is through, um, we call it asana, which means poses. Asana is another Sanskrit word. Um, And so we string these poses together and make a yoga class. And so that for us in the West is, is really our understanding of what yoga is. It's some breathing exercises, some body movement, and maybe some like seated meditation. Um, And so yoga has been around for centuries um but it has really evolved as it's made its way across the globe and so the way that we what we think about when we think about yoga today is nothing like the yoga that was written about in these ancient texts Hmm. um and so it's um there are some scholars who'd even say like modern yoga it's like it's not even it's like an apples to oranges comparison to to look at the ancient texts on this. Um, so I would say for different people, it means a lot of different things. And, and we can also think about yoga as like a big umbrella or um, an ocean that then veers off into all these different streams. So there's lots of different expressions of yoga, different practices, different ways to approach it. Um, some types of yoga are very like hard, hot, fast, powerful. I'm here to get this really intense workout. Some types of yoga are much more interested in meditation and energy work and things that might feel like, Ooh, I don't, I don't know if I feel comfortable entering into that. There's a huge range of yoga experiences. And so I think it's, um, there are types of yoga or spaces where yoga is practiced, where I, as a Christian would be like, I don't know if I want to partner with that, but does that mean like all yoga is something that that God isn't inviting me to participate in, not necessarily, sure. right? The that same way sense. you might think about Christianity, right? Like there are streams yeah. of Christianity that you're like, oh yeah, I don't know that I would call them a Christian, but they call themselves Christians. So sure. like, they're gonna do their thing. Um so I think for us in the US at least, um, yoga has become so mainstream for better or worse over the last 20, 30 years. Um that a lot of the spiritual aspect of it has really been stripped away. And so we think about it as like, Oh, it's another nice workout. Like yeah. Pilates or the gym. whatever. Yeah. Um, which again, isn't wholly bad, but I think 
my experience is that yoga has been an incredible, an incredibly spiritual encounter. Um, I grew up in the church and, and um, was active in the church, am, am active in the church. And yet when I would go to these yoga studios that were not Christian yoga studios, I would feel such a deep connection with the Lord and feel like I could hear his voice in a way that I couldn't or hadn't recently in while doing all the other things that I'd known to do in my Christian walk. Um, and, and I, as someone who tends to live in her head a lot, I think the gift of yoga for me was like, I'm going to get out of my head and into my body and be really present with what is and not like (laughs) running through eight different to-do lists and anticipating the next six hours. Like I just have to be with myself. And it was like, Oh, here you are, God, like you're here with me in this. Um, yeah. And so that I would say is, um, is what yoga is and the way that I personally like to approach it. I think everyone gets to decide for themselves what they feel God inviting them into, what feels safe or not safe, appropriate or not appropriate for their walk. But, um, if in my experience, if I'm stepping on my mat with the intention of, of drawing you to God of being seen and known by God, um, God is like more than generous to honor that and, and meet with me and speak with me and be with me sometimes with or without words. Um, yeah, yeah. Comes down, I think to the posture of our hearts. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and the posture of your body. And I love this terminology you use of just infusing. I don't want to misquote you, but just you talk about infusing our breath, infusing our bodies, mm. our movements with Holy spirit and yeah, with delight and the fullness of God. And I just, all of that is so empowering and so life-giving and it completely removes this list of to-dos. And Mm -hmm. that's, I think why it's so life-giving to me in this season. Yeah. Um, Because it is completely separate of, okay, you do this so that you can. No, it's nothing like that, except just be here and right now and kind of invites you to the present. Yeah. And I think for me, like, if I'm honest, I would probably say that I always thought that yoga was probably, (laughs) if I I had like confessed my stereotypical thought, (laughs) it would be yoga's for those people who like to be soothing and sweet Mm -hmm. and quiet (laughs) and, and, you know, they're so calm and they're such beautiful people. And I am not like, I (laughs) have this like stark contrast of view of myself from that type of sweet person. You know, I'm like busy and chaotic and I have all these lists and I love to do all these loud things. And yeah, I've come to realize that yoga is for the me. The one like yeah, it's like the medicine. Like, oh, actually, <laughs> I don't know if people get so calm. Oh, wait, they started like me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Totally. So it's just yeah, I hear all the time, like, oh, I'm not flexible, so I can't do yoga. And I'm like, you can't like cook a gourmet meal, so you're not gonna make a sandwich. Like, no, like y'all start, you start somewhere. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's so true. That's so true. Oh goodness. Well, I love it. I love that we can find God in, in so many places and that he's not in a Mm. small box and that Mm. he invites to, you know, us into, into seeking him. And Mm -hmm. he just says, come, just come 
And I, I feel like I'm just learning, like, how did I get this old and love him for so long and Mm. just now start to feel like I'm maybe grasping a teeny bit of what it means to come to him and to seek him in that way. What a sweet gift that he never is satisfied or gives up, not gives up, but is like content with things, you know, like he always has to go deeper and get closer. I just learned. Right. Yeah. Like Ephesians three, the immeasurably more like, yes, God, give me the immeasurably more. And we're like having all these big picture ideas, like give me bigger, bigger, bigger. Mm. And he's like, no, I just want to get deeper, deeper, deeper. (laughs) Oh, okay. (laughs) Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. Yep. It always amazes me as someone who thinks that way too. And I think it's like also sort of a distinctly I don't know, this generation, capitalism, whatever it is, you know, we're like more, bigger growth. That is a measure of success. And yet like Jesus only spends three years of his life doing public ministry and he would regularly leave the crowds to be alone. And I'm like, that just defies everything that I think about in my human wisdom about what it means to like be a success (laughs) on this earth, you know? Like, why would I leave the crowds to be alone when I could do more healing and do more things to bring glory to God? And um, I think he just lives with this example of like, all that we do flows from this intimate relationship with God. And if we don't have that, like nothing else, nothing else matters or nothing else holds weight. And so that he, the fact that he would continue to invite us into like, what does that look like throughout our life? I think is a really beautiful invitation. I love that you said, how do we measure success? I, I literally have wrote that in my notes to talk to you about and Mm. just like what makes us close to God or what makes us within his purpose or, you know, I think I used to be so scared of like missing my purpose or missing, missing out on what, like, what if he wanted me to go right? And I go left, Ah," you know? Yeah. And and just come into a place of intimacy with him where it's like, none of that is my objective. My objective is Mm. your heart and knowing you. Mm. And I love what you talk about. Um, Tell us more about make it the desire of my heart to lay down my burden. Mm. Remember saying that? Mm. (laughs) And I was like, what? I mean, the words you always use that I love is what are you arriving at the mat with today? What is God mm. inviting you to bring to the mat today? Mm. And at first it was like frantic wishes, right? Like, yeah, here's my prayer list. Here's what I need from you, God. And then now I'm, I'm only on day 17. So I'm halfway through. So you offer a 30 day challenge. Yeah. And so I'm posting every day in my Facebook group. um, And so we've got a few women who are doing that. And it's just been really really cool. Um, But now, you know what I find? It's really unsettling or uh, I guess just unexpected. It's like, I feel like I'm just bringing my humanity. Like, yes. (laughs) Like, I don't even know if that makes sense, but I feel yeah. like I'm coming and just like bringing me, like bringing my weakness. Mm-hmm. And, and mm-hmm. you talk about like through the posturing, you use the words like 
instead of pushing through this, just be in the hard spot for a while. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Tell us how like in yoga, you use posturing yeah. to parallel life. Yes. Things. It's everything. <laughs> yeah. We say all the time, like you, you practice on your mat, which you live off your mat. So can I practice like when this feels, first of all, I think there's this key distinction and it's, um, depending on how much experience we've had in, in the fitness world before there's this distinction between like pain and discomfort, you know, like, Oh, this really hurts. So like, I've been taught, like push through the pain, like pain is weakness, leaving the body. Yeah. You want to do anything to get out of the pain, right? Like get me out of this situation, get me out of whatever. I don't want to hurt. Right. Totally. That's like, that's our body keeping us safe. Right. But what's that distinction between like, this is pain that's leading to injury. Like if I keep pushing in this direction, it's not going to lead to greater freedom. It's just going to lead to more pain versus what's discomfort. Like this is painful because it's stretching because my body has never moved in this way before. And I'm exploring this new space. And I think it takes experience and wisdom and, and really paying attention to know like what that line is. Right. And then when we practice that on the mat, we get to take that off the mat and be like, oh, am I, this is really hard right now. Is it hard because I'm making it hard and I'm continuing to push into something that God has said, lay down, back off. This is not for you right now. Or is this just growth? You know, and it's like the growing pains of being like stretched into a new space. And rather than like um, stopping, which could be wisdom what the Lord is inviting me into is like greater reliance and faith and endurance. Um, yeah, that's and that so takes- good. Sometimes it is like, mm, this doesn't feel good, but we push through because we think we're supposed to do it. We're meeting some expectations. Yeah. yeah. Right. But sometimes yeah. it's, well, sometimes it's, this hurts and I don't have any control over it. Like it's a circumstance you know, and it's like, okay, well, how is God present in this? How do I, you know, sometimes we're in situations that we have no control over and we can't fix it and we can't do anything about it. And so it's like, well, where's the Lord? Do I run to him as my refuge or do I get mad at him? Do I abide in him or do I just flail around feeling lost? Yeah. I think that's when we're like, um, I feel like through your practice, that really comes into play. Yeah. Because it shows all of that shows God's up present within us at all times. Right. Yeah. Is that? Yes. Yeah. Like we are just, I mean, you're juggling a baby and having this conversation. And I like, I know how hard that is. I see how hard it is, but you can't just like put your baby down, walk away, go live the life you want to live. Right. Like you said, like mm-hmm. sometimes life is just hard and it just is for a season. And we just have to endure it. And so what we get to practice on the yoga mat, for example, in a pose or a shape that feels challenging and it's new to us and it's stretching is like, pay attention to like all the ways my body is trying to escape this. And my brain is trying to escape this, like the stories in my head or the way I'm breathing or the way I'm clenching. And then the invitation is like, okay, I'm going to be here for a while. Can I breathe? Can I like cue to my body that, yeah, this is hard, but you're safe and you're held and God is with you. So can I like stop clenching just a little bit and breathe a little bit and remember that I'm held and God is with me and this won't last forever and whatever it is that we need to like 
get through to the next shape. We get to practice that on the yoga mat. And then it's just like, you know, it's building a muscle, this muscle, muscle of, um, awareness of abiding. I love that word of, um, and then like we show to ourselves like, Oh, I can do that. Right. Like I can experience something hard and uncomfortable and I can breathe through it and survive it. And if I can do that for like 30 seconds on my yoga mat, maybe I can do that for 30 seconds tonight when my kids are screaming and like the sink is full of dishes, I can like stop and remember like, no, I'm held in the midst of this. Yeah. This won't last forever. I can do this. Yeah. That's, that's so good. That's everything. I mean, I find she's seven months old now. And then my oldest is 16 and I feel the same way about both of them, which is bizarre place to be. I find myself constantly comparing my teenager to my infant and it's (laughs) like, they're the same. I feel the same way about both that, Mm. that time is fleeting. And if I do not pause the chaos to embrace Mm. right now. Like if I'm constantly pushing to Friday, if I'm constantly like wanting to get out of something hard, I mean, you know, with her it's sleep, but with a 16 year old, it's other things that Mm -hmm. are hard. And if Mm -hmm. I'm constantly wanting something different than what I have in whatever situation that we're in, we're going to miss it. Like this is our life. Like this is it. And so I just love that learning to um, recognize God in our breath allows every moment to be sacred, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's been so, so good. And I really appreciate you and I honor you. And I, I really do just, um, I guess I'm just blown away. I'm in awe of how God is using you to offer that. And I think it's a really unique gift and I really appreciate it. I'm so glad and humbled. It's just the goodness of God that he would take this video. I mean, you're doing a series that I filmed a year ago, but there are videos on that channel that are seven years old that like still people practice with and like meet with God with. You know, that like God would transcend time and time zones and distance and and that his Holy Spirit would still be active and present with us through these things. It's just yes, they're very blows my mind. <laughs> well, um, I want to have one more question, I guess, before yeah. we go. And it's just kind of how it may feel like we've already answered it, but I'd love to just hear more from you and your story off the mat. Like how has yoga been healing? How does it play a part mm. in creativity and, mm. and beyond the mat? How does it impact your story and your life? Yeah. Oh, that's such a good question. Um, I feel like the yoga mat has been a creative outlet for me for a long time. For sure. um, creating sequences is so fun. And I really love to do. Um, and and then the Lord has used it to, to stretch me and, and as an entrepreneur, I'd never set out to be an entrepreneur. <laughs> I used to work in politics when I first started my YouTube channel. Um, and wow, that's unexpected. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, totally. I was getting ready to like, I took the bar exam, not the bar, the LSAT to go to law school. I was like, okay, this is, this is my path. And it was in the midst of that wrestling that I 
that I came back to my yoga mat and really connected with the Lord and um, wow. took a training and, and, you know, here I am today. So it's just, it, the Lord has used it to change my life in ways that I never imagined 10 years ago that I would be doing. I think through that has taught me what it means to like, A, trust that he gives us the desires of our heart, right? This thing is like just lighting this fire in me and I feel really passionate and excited about it, but I have no idea where it's going to go, but being willing to say like, okay, God, like I'm going to trust that this is from you and also trust that you are good enough to close the door in an obvious way. If it's not, um, I had a friend, a mentor once say to me, like God's no's are always louder than his yeses. And I've like, as I reflected on my life, I was like, oh, that's really true. You know, like I, so I know a closed door when I see a closed door, like God makes it really <laughs> obvious when it's a yeah. no, but the yeses are far more subtle. And I think this is like the life of faith. Like, Hey, keep trusting me. Keep trusting that I, that, you know, my voice and keep taking a step forward. And I use the analogy of like driving down a highway with a bunch of traffic lights, you know, like we don't drive and have this like existential crisis at every intersection be like, Oh my gosh, what color is the light? Am I really sure it's red? Maybe it's yellow. Like, no, we drive as if it's green, you know, and then we like slam on the brakes at the last minute. I'm like, God dang it. It's red. Like, what if we lived our lives like that? Trusting that like, okay, God is going to throw up a red light. If we're not, if we're not going the right way. Please Um, do. So I feel like it's just, it's in that way, like it, it grown my faith and what it means to, to trust God with even those like small desires. Like, I don't know where this is going to go, but I'm going to take this step anyway. Um, and, but also I feel like those things that the Lord invites us into, yes, they're for others. But like we said at the beginning, like it's also always, I think first about our hearts and our relationship with him first. And so I feel like doing this work has been the most confronting hard thing I've ever done in my life pre having a baby. Um, It puts you in touch with your deepest insecurities and your fears and, and asks you to trust at a new level and be exposed at a new level and all of that's so scary. But, um, but I feel like, but he, he provides along the way, you know, like he didn't ask me to go out and start a company that builds microchips. Like, he, he gave me a dream to start something with yoga, you know, this place that has been a place of so much healing and joy and connection um, for me. And so in his sweetness, that's a gift too. Yeah. I love that. It, the light exposes the darkness. And so anytime mm. we come into intimacy with love, it's going to strip away the things that are not of love. Yeah. And so, yeah, yeah, it feels like it's harder to like get rid of all of our sin or be good people or like this laundry list of things that people feel like they have to do to be Christians, but there's such a sweetness when we just come into his presence without Mm. an agenda. And it's Mm -hmm. like, everything becomes clear in that space. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think about when Jesus interacts with people who are calling out to him he almost always asks them a question first and it's something so personal like who do you say I am or who what do you want me to do for you right like do I have an answer to that that's true for me you know not like oh this is what I've been told I should want you to do for me but like in the moment what is it that I long for you to do for me or what I long for you to be for me um I think it's that that 
that he honors, you know? Yeah. And you get to come to that space and just figure that out, like Mm -hmm. wrestle with that question and take time to be yourself and be real. And yeah, that's that's so good. It's so, so good. I love it. I'm so excited to embark on this journey further. And I, um, I just, I'm giddy about it. So I'm thank yeah. you. Thank you so much. I mean, the invitation is just to always like keep showing up, you know, on the days when we don't feel like it or we don't think we're good enough or we can't do the thing to show up anyway and trust that God will meet us there and like let go of perfection. And as I have always shied away from challenges because I was like, it's not like showing up any amount is a success. You know, like there's no failing in this. Like, yeah, um, God's always good to meet us with what we, with however we can show up today. Um, yeah. And, it's and again, I think that's like, yes, not be perfect. Um, you pointed yes. out just so gracefully, just the delight in, in the hardship. And, and like you said, on the mat delight in the delight in the hard thing, but, and also off the mat and to carry that into life yeah. and realize that God is pursuing and covering us in yeah. all the details. So yeah. Yeah. Good. I'm so glad it's been such a sweet experience for you. And that even when we're interrupted, like there's grace. <laughs> so much grace and so baby so noises. Well, Caroline, <laughs> we thank you so, so much. And I hope you'll see a bunch of us popping into the yoga Abbey. Soon. I love it. Where yeah. Can everyone I'll find you, you a coupon code. Um, okay. I'm on Instagram at Caroline W yoga. Um, YouTube is Caroline Williams yoga. And then the yoga Abbey is the yoga Abbey, a B B E Y.com. And we're on Perfect. Instagram. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Cool. 